Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts On Demand. This week, after a little bit of a technical difficulty, we're joined by Jason from Not Your Average Debate Show. Jake has a cricket in the studio that it has a great comedic timing. The gang then brings up a stereotype and Jason learns about a horrible festival, and Jake gives us another edition of his Rancid Report. Alright everybody, now it's time for you to do your part and help melt the snowflakes. So remember to subscribe to the show, share it with a friend, like us on Facebook, and follow us at Twitter at TOD Podcast. Alright everybody. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy the show. I don't. I think I accidentally cut him off before I told him what was going on. I sent him an email. Okay. Damn. I feel so bad. I don't know what happened. I think when my mic got disconnected, it went to my computer's mic, and it was not allowing me to reconnect back to the <laughs> one. You can hear that cricket, huh? Yeah, that cricket's fucking loud as <laughs> shit. Dude, that is out, I have my door open to my lab, and that is outside my garage. That's fucking insane. That is a crazy-ass cricket. Dude, you know when we went to St. Lucia, uh, Miranda called down to the front desk, and she's like, dude, these these crickets are so fucking... Like, what is it? Because at first, it's it sounds electronic. It's like a, a pinging. It almost sounds like an alarm clock. Oh, weird. Oh, it was the most bizarre thing, and they're like, oh, those are our crickets. I was like, those are not sound... Those, those do not sound like any fucking crickets I've ever heard in my life. And they were the loudest fucking things. Like, with your doors closed, windows closed, air conditioner on, TV on, you just fucking your wife. Like, you could still hear these crickets just going on. Jason, what's up, man? <laughs> How's it going? It's going well, man. I am so very, very sorry. I do not know what happened. The other day, I was recording my bumpins, and all of a sudden, I was like, oh, shit, my mic just went out. And uh, I was trying to fuck around with it last night. I was like, all right, I think I got it working. And as soon as uh, we were getting ready to have you jump on, I bumped it, and it was not, like, reconnecting to the app, so I had to re uh, reopen the page. I am so sorry. Oh, it's um, all good. Yeah, so I know I totally just ruined what you guys were talking about. I, I was kind of catching in on it. You guys were talking about some trade stuff, which sounded cool, so I don't want to take away from that. I kind of want to jump back into it. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's all good, man. All good. I would recommend you uh, invest in some Turtle Beaches, though. They are gaming headphones, but they're wonderful for podcasting as well. It's what I use. Really? Oh, it's great. It's it's over ear too. So like I know with it's over ear, the mic is right in front of your head or your mouth, I should say, and you just kind of get to use it as you walk around, which is really nice. So I can walk around with my laptop and do it. But um, great sound. That's nice, dude. Man. I picture you just walking around in a kitchen. Um, actually, I could if I wanted to. Currently, I'm just plopped on my couch right now. <laughs> Good shit, dude. Good shit. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Um, so yeah, trades. Uh, where were we? We were talking You're- about. You were just telling me about the success that your uncle and uh, I think your father had had in the mechanical industry. Yeah, so uncle opened up a flooring company that's done really well. Um, have family members upstate New York who have done, who have been in the mechanic industry, both motorcycle and regular cars, who've opened their own shops and done really well. My stepfather is a truck driver, um, been a truck driver for like 40 years. And uh, so I think we were talking about just how People have said in the future, you know, the trucks of the old are going to be mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of out to go. But realistically, if a truck's maintained well, you can get 500,000 miles, 600,000 miles on, on one of those bad boys. So it's kind of hard to really see them disappearing at least in the next 10 to 15 years. I think there's mm-hmm. going to be compet- competition from like electric vehicles. I know Teslas are always rumoring to be a, you know, have something new in the works. There's also a little company. So I do stock trading sometime in my free time as well. There's a company called Workhorse, which is really supposed to be up and coming for like electric vehicle trucks. So it'll be interesting to see how that market develops in the future. So Jason, what did you go to college for, man? So I um, went to school initially for business administration management, 
just like a super broad topic obviously mm-hmm. and um with that like i took a bunch of like subclasses like i did marketing class i did finance i did strategy i did you know i did all that stuff i did a whole bunch of things and um it's funny i at one time i was going for a minor called healthcare informatics which essentially dealt with you know electronic medical records and how those are structured and how they're configured for hospitals and you know at large enterprises i dropped that i think I think it was my senior year i dropped that mm-hmm. as a minor because in order for me to officially get it i had to take a class that was every set or not every Saturday. it was like seven saturdays from 8 a.m to 1 p.m i was like nope not worth the minor to wake up on saturdays <laughs> that early in my senior year dude no fuck that where and where'd you go to school dude Please tell um, me, because it, it makes it even better if you tell me, like, I went somewhere where it was super cold and they didn't shovel the walk, so, like, I'm really not going to get up early and walk through all that bullshit snow to get there. No, uh, I, went from, I went to a small school in uh, Connecticut, actually. Um, it's kind of like they deemed it in the heroin capital of the Northeast, which is kind of funny. So you had, like, this really nice campus just smack dab in the middle of a shitty little town. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was... It was uh, it's quite the experience. So that was so part of I don't know if you heard it. Part of what we were just talking about is like the concept of four year schools, and there's valid reasons to go and not to go. And I think you know, kind of the the question that spawned this larger talk about trades and different professions that people are in is just you know, are how do I feel about trade schools? I think trade schools are great. I think there's not enough done in like high school education to push a trade school. Like yeah, you have wood shop. Yeah, you have auto shop. And oftentimes yeah. the people who get involved in the auto shop, at least for my hometown, like so, stayed in some sort of hands-on. Well, here's trade. the thing, though: a lot of high schools, you know, they don't fit. They don't have those programs in the budget anymore, so they don't even exist. So those little, those little pushes that people were getting, you know, to go into the trades, they don't even exist anymore. Yeah, and that's you know. it's it's crazy how much kind of education budgets just get nuked, right? It's. It's ridiculous. I know something that happened here. I'm I'm actually in uh, Wisconsin, and um, <clears throat> I don't know if you, you're aware of this, but I think it's uh, one in five children will be diagnosed with autism now. And, I did not know uh, that. Pardon? I did not know that. Yeah, one in five, and that's and it's it, it's that has changed. It used to be something in order like one in eighty, so it's now one in five. But they took the budget to help those kids in our public school system and they got rid of it. So they took those programs away, even though we're having more children with autism now than ever, they pulled the budget back. And I just, I find that ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's a shame too. Cause there's really like, everyone's always like, Oh, education is one of the first things to get cut. And it is, but and it's also like, everybody looks at it as like, okay, well, what else are you going to cut when you need to? Right. You can you can always look and say, oh, well, less kids are interested in this type of class. So it makes sense to cut that from a budget. Fine. But I don't know that cutting education should always be the first thing that people should lean on. Well, you're cutting programs that take care of children, though. And yeah. Help, well, and they, help yeah, yeah, children, yeah. Help those children progress, you know, and as far as like music and athletics and, you know, shop and after school mechanics classes go, those kids that aren't book smart, that don't want to be in the books but they want to tinker with something that's gone now. So where do those children end up? What are they yeah. doing after school now, instead of dicking around on some old donated car and learning how to do stuff? Now they're, you know, what are they up to? Are they at the heroin capital of the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, uh, so it's, it's a bad quick, situation. 
I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I got to butt in here real quick because before we get too far, Jason. So I, I don't know. We didn't really set it up. Your show is not your average debate show, correct? Yes. All right. So uh, give us a rundown of where we can find you. So uh, we are currently streamed through SoundCloud, mm-hmm. uh, Spotify, and Apple. Okay. We haven't really broke into. I know there's a lot of niche podcast or not niche, but like other podcast hosting platforms that people listen on. Um, but we're kind of we're found SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify. We're on Twitter at your underscore debate. Um, really, for us right now, we're in a period where we're trying to focus on producing good content that's interesting, and then hopefully, you know, hit it lucky with a couple hashtags. Um, we uh, I've been heavy on Reddit too. I, I don't know you you might have seen. I know that's how we kind of found each other was through Reddit. But like yeah. I'm always posting on you know. People, if they're looking for a show, hey, check mine out. If you're looking for advice or what other people have done, here's what I've done. Um, so trying to enter into that hyper-growth stage of just growing an audience. And it was funny. We uh, Last week, we did an episode where we debated uh, Donald Trump's presidency. And despite him being kind of a shitty person, has his presidency actually been beneficial for the United States? And um, so after the show, I was just like, oh, I should tweet at him and be like, hey, listen to this episode. We debated you. And like, I feel like it, he's just, he's like just crazy enough where he actually would listen to it and like either A, endorse it or B, talk shit about it. And either way, that's going to get us a fuck ton of listeners. So I'm like, oh, maybe we do do this. And then my buddy was like, no, we can't. That's a whole other world that we don't want to step into. Yeah, don't piss off Agent Orange, man. I know, yeah, well, right? The two episodes I've really kind of found that were really interesting, that it stuck out to me. I've listened to probably half a dozen, maybe a few more. And uh, I, I was like, the zoo episode. I, mm. I caught it. I was like, all right, so you guys are talking about like zoos and whether or not they should be banned. And then the other one was you were debating between Rome and uh, uh, crap. Egypt. Yeah, Rome, ancient Egypt. Rome and ancient Egypt. Yeah, Egypt, and you guys are talking about like which which civilization better, and and I'm just curious because you guys actually go through with quite a bit now. Is this stuff that you had just acquired through school? It's stuck in your brain that you're like, hey, I'm I'm kind of a history nerd, and I I remembered, or do you guys actually put like research into each episode to debate each other? So that's where uh, it, it gets a little bit interesting. So I, I'm happy you listened to the zoo episode. That's personally one of my favorite because that topic of should zoos be banned is one that's like really interesting when you start digging into, mm-hmm. and so. Um, I'd say for most of our episodes, I always try to do a bit of research to kind of arm myself. I know Kyle as well, who is my counterpart. He is he he researches maybe not as much as I would like him to, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know we we always try to go in there informed. And I've been humbled a few times through posting our episodes through Reddit of by like people who were able to know more than I. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's a, it's a lot of fun to share the content and get feedback because then we understand like, hey, like we really need to improve in like this area or research this, you know, in a different way. And uh, so, yeah, topic wise, it's always like we um, it's just we try to come up with random stuff. Right. Like it's there's no I, I've looked at like, oh, top, you know, debate topics and they all kind of always follow into like the same like death prison education weird school topics and like it's fine and sometimes you can find like a hidden gem like at, what was the one i found um i actually think it might have been the zeus it, it, i think it was the zoo topic i found through like some random google search of like what are the best topics to debate and um mm-hmm. but other than that it's just like thinking about like what's something cool what's something interesting what's hot in the news well, you know what else I noticed a lot about you guys, and it, it's really it, it is truly because you're like it's not another debate show. I was like when I first saw the title, I was like, 
All right, it's it's piqued my interest. I I I was almost ready to like I, I hate to say it, I was ready to shit on it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to it. It's gonna be just like every other debate show, uh, whatever. And I was like, oh no, because they actually they they've talked this entire time. They've never yelled at each other. They've never gone through and started getting like a <laughs> screaming match of who can outshout the other. It's like, hey, here's a point. Now, if you may disagree with it, but like help me see why, and you can go down multiple steps, and you guys go a little bit deeper than a lot of the other shows where it's like, I'm gonna throw out a topic, and we're just gonna talk about this. I, I appreciate that. that. You know, that's I appreciate the compliment and the feedback on that. Um, I love that you say you don't think that we sh- shout and holler because there's definitely been some instances of us getting into it to that extent. So, but it's in good jest. <laughs> like it's not it's not that malicious shit that we see on the news yeah. every night. Like you guys actually like each other. It sounds like. And so, yeah, I would hope so. I, li- I lived with a kid for like three years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can tell you're like, hey, it's really two friends having more of like a passionate discussion where they're busting each other's chops, but at the entire time, they're just having fun with it. Yeah. And uh, I think, too, when when we kind of started, so rewind like two years ago, we entered the realm of trying to do a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We recorded one episode and it was an absolute dumpster fire. <laughs> I, I'm talking like we tried we tried to take kind of that bar stool model of like inappropriate hot takes that aren't politically correct, but just about like sports and like random BS. And it, mm-hmm. it was just a weird it was a weird feeling, weird situation. Right. Um, okay. And then I, I don't know if you heard when we initially started, but just the reason why we went debate focus is because we always got into he did like conversations and trying to, you know, talk one side or the other. And then Kyle, my co-host, he fancies himself to be like a political guy and like, likes to know what's going on. So the idea originally was born to be more of like a political hot topic debate show focus and actually like talking about that type of stuff. And then mm-hmm. I've really been pushing for expansion, not just only in the political realm, because I don't want us to become a niche podcast. Well, granted being a niche podcast helps you grow listeners quicker. I want to have fun with it. I want to have more diverse topics, make you think about something you never thought about. Like that's my goal with it. And that's kind of how it comes across. But here's, so you, you lived with them for three years. Do you guys record the podcast together? Are you in two locations? No, we don't do podcasts together. Unfortunately, Uh, we record via discord, which has like a really good kind of live recording service. Mm -hmm. Um, I live in Boston. He is back in Connecticut. So, Um, and then our proctor, the third guy, um, so you might, you've heard him in your most recent one, Caden, uh, he lives in Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. we're, we're all kind of spread out a little bit and, uh, discord really has kind of helped facilitate, but I would love to do just like an in-person drunk recording session. Cause I feel like that'd be hilarious. Well, dude, what I picture is you two both walking around a, uh, a kitchen or in the living room, both holding your laptop with your headphones on, like you're having a debate in front of each other, but you're both recording it at the same (laughs) time walking around with your laptops. That's what I was really hoping for. I've paced once or twice while doing that. Like just like got up and walked around my living room as I'm recording. So it definitely happens. I I don't know. I don't know if he changes his position at all, but it's there. Oh man. (laughs) So being East coast guys, um, are you football fans at all? Of course. All right. So who are we rooting for this year? Patriots. Is that, is that where uh, we're going? The Bills? You're rooting for the Bills, man. I know it. You want to see Shady McCoy run over all that. Like, uh, Shady's gone. Everybody. Shady's gone. Oh, who's man. up there now? Who just transferred up there? Nobody. Now, who's <laughs> the running back? Uh, so, TJ Yeldon. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell just went up there. Le'Veon went to the New York Jets, not the Buffalo Bills. 
Who the fuck did I see that I was like, shit, I was surprised that they were there because they were bigger than... Oh, God. I don't know, but I'm pulling your man card with this one, man. You're yeah, fucking... Yeah, just oh, do it. It's just been, a little bit. I had my fantasy draft last night, and you can tease me all you want, Jay, because I know you hate fantasy. But yeah. I... Uh, I could not. I could not even put enough time into it, so I just kind of wung it. So I'm hoping it comes out well. So, fun fun fact about myself: I actually also um, write for a fantasy sports blog, uh, primarily fantasy football focused. So I, I, I love all things football, um, and then talking about fantasy stuff as well. So, oh, man, I can I don't know how you guys do it with the fantasy stuff. I just. I can't wrap my head around it. It's just I, my I, way it, to just shit talk to my buddies. Yeah, like that that's a great purpose for it, but honestly too, it's it's more of getting involved in fantasy football made me follow more of the NFL than just like the mm-hmm. team I liked, which I found like was really cool. Like I actually cared more about other games and paid attention to what was going on, which is really cool. I never had that issue. I I am a football fan through and through football all the way. So, you know, if a Monday night game is not the Packers, I'm still watching. Oh, you're because a Packers I, fan? Absolutely. Hell yeah, man. We uh, both are. <laughs> oh, God. I feel so bad. <laughs> it's all you good, guys, man. It's all you, good. Guys, you guys have, like, the worst best quarterback in the league. The worst? How do you fit? What do you mean by that? Like, everyone hypes him up like he's some god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's really not. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm just – I'm shooting from the hip on this one. Like, yeah, he puts up stats. Yeah, he puts up numbers. But, like – Everything I've seen, crap teammate, <laughs> like is, is on, the okay, death man. of a coach. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and start breaking into what we usually do for our show. So for that man, he puts up stats, he puts up numbers. Yeah. Well, all right, dude. Look, Super Bowls is definitely the number one thing that like quarterbacks get well, rated. I'm, no, I'm no go... doubt. But the next thing is stats and numbers. Like, hey, Dan Marino, amazing quarterback, never won a goddamn. Super all right, Bowl. right now, you you let let's let's say you have you have whatever situation is. Do yeah. you want Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady leading your team? That's a loaded question. Though. That that's is, not. That's not a loaded question. Who, who, here, do, here's who do you question. want quarterbacking you? No. Here, 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 here's the better question. Do I want my coach or Belichick? Thank. There you go. That's that's the real. Oh answer. my god. Yeah. Like okay. So I'm a New England fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever I hear that, oh, you, it's not Brady. It's Belichick. No. 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 Oh. Brady's an amazing quarterback, but I think if Belichick was if, if Belichick was coaching that team and he knows how to use players better, I think there are probably three or four teams that if you drop Belichick in, those exact same results would have happened everywhere because there are that I'm gonna go, quality and caliber of quarterback. I'm going to go Could've. one further. I'm going to go one further on this. The Patriots have a system. The system is set up right. Their players are always in line, and if they're not, they're gone. They all understand the system. Not, I'm not taking anything away from Brady. What he's done has been amazing, and he's fun to watch play. Here's I, a... I, I, they're two different. They're two different people. So it's like when people compare Michael Jordan to LeBron James, it drives me up a wall because they're two amazing players. One's not better than the other because it's a team sport. But you you, you just can't you can't I... judge them that way. Okay, I I, I can get on board with that. That right here, we're gonna debate. I can get on board. I can get on board with that debate of like you know Jordan MJ. Like they're they're two greats for their respectable eras, right? That that's kind of where we can go. It's hard to say that for Brady versus Rodgers. They play in the same era. They've been playing against each other for years now since you know Rodgers took the helm. Um, Brady a little bit longer, obviously, than Rodgers. Yep. Rodgers over the course of his career 
Mike McCarthy in his prime was a very good coach, was very well respected. Like knew yeah. what he was doing, was a creative on offense. They've had at times better a better team offensively than the Patriots did. They've had at times a better team defensively than the Patriots. Their defensive late, I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers, their Ooh. defensive late has been very bad. Let's, the last... let's probably like three to four years, their defense Ooh, has not been great. I'll go more than that, Jason. It's been bad for a good yeah, eight. six years. It's been six bad. Yeah. Okay. Bad. Fair. Fine. Uh, you, you, I, I'll defer to you since you, you follow the Packers more. Um, but for when their offense was better than the Patriots' offense, had more weapons, mm-hmm. had the big names, Rodgers... All I've heard from other, you know, like big time analysts and, and commentators and stuff like that is Rogers' athleticism and skill level, like he he brings more to the table than Brady or Manning. Well, when he had a good coach, he had Mike McCarthy in his prime. He had a good offense that he was surrounded by talent on the offensive line. Eddie Lacy was in his prime at one point. You had good receivers in um Devontae Adams, uh, Randall Cobb, before he really got hit with the injury bug, you had a great team around you of good mm-hmm. players and a good coach. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't make it out of the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl. No, and and, and once again, we'll bring it back to defense wins championships. And that was always their big Achilles heel. You take the 15-1 and season they had, which was fucking amazing. The offense put up all sorts of numbers and broke records that year. But the so defense, the defense, but on the other side. No, I mean, the defense the, that the exactly. Patriots have had when they've won Super Bowls in the last five years has not been top defenses in the league. But you don't last, know. Last, year was, the, last year was the first. Points. Last year was when, the first time we had a number one cornerback in the last, I think it was six years. Yeah, the Packer defense, though, Rodgers has to score basically 35 points a game to win. Which that's is a lot insane. of points yep. throughout the entirety of the season. The hard part is if your defense, if they if the defense held the other team to like twenty one or less, Rodgers was unstoppable because that's what Brady's gotten. And here you go, I'm going to give you a defense of Brady that I've never heard any of these analysts ever give before. You guys ready? Shoot, let's hear it. Here's why Brady is the best of all time, not because of what he does on the field, but because he outsmarts everybody. And here's how he outsmarts everybody: that man has renegotiated his contract several times. Love if it. you have a rank, if we, yep. if someone looks it up real quick, where does he land on the list of top pay, uh, top paid quarterbacks? He's not even in the top ten for this exactly. season. Bingo. There is your answer. But here's what he knows: if I take a cut in my paycheck that I walk away with every day, what will end up happening is I'm going to have a much better team around me. I'm going to have instead of a few A players and a lot of C players, I'm going to have a couple A players and a lot of B players. And so now he's got a better team all around him. Well, what happens when you have a better team? You win more. Well, what happens when you win more? You're going to get a shit ton more endorsement deals. You're going to get a shit ton more jersey sales. You're going to get a shit ton... All the other ancillary stuff that he makes money on is where they really make their money. Look at Shaq. Shaq still makes $110 million a year, some shit like that, way after he's been done playing yeah. because he has all of these endorsements. He has like 50 different endorsement deals. Right also, too, he is one of the largest like chain owners of uh, like franchise businesses. You're like, damn like, right. Couple he, gyms, he restaurants, hustled. clubs. Like he's got, he's got so many sources of income. It's ridiculous. But anyway, that, that's, that's a great point that I, I've used and have heard people mention before is just like – his Not pay. Original. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, you were getting there. I was letting you reach that for a little bit. Um, but it's and it's that reason. So I think 
you couple that with, and and you're going to hate this statement. I feel like Rogers desire and burn to win is not of that of Brady's. So if you give me, if you give I me Tom Brady versus anymore. Aaron Rodgers, I will agree with that. I'm taking Brady every single time. Damn, for, dude, for, that for what cricket you, is for what intensely you, loud. That, that cricket that is perfect cricket, for this, though. Like, he's <laughs> chiming in at the right times. I'll give him, I'll, like, he's, he's working wonders. I'll give you that. Fucking cricket. But, yeah, I'll, I'll take Brady over Rodgers every single time. And, and that's just not even as, like, a Patriots fan. That's as, like, the dude balls. His passion is the game. He's willing to help out his team by taking less money for himself. I've never heard of Rodgers doing that. Nope. <laughs> no. He never no. even There's heard no of him as consideration. Favre, Favre could have done the same thing. And he, didn't. Favre, and he didn't. Took he chose million. the money in his pocket, didn't see. And here's the difference. It's the delayed gratification. And I get that their careers are only so long. But that's probably another reason that Brady's still around. He's like, look, I am probably giving up. Because what does he make a year? It's like oh, $9 God. million or something like that. No, his base salary, I think, is something like 16 Okay, 15, so 16. sixteen. But there's a lot of quarterbacks out there making what well, almost close, I think like twenty million a year now, right? Twenty plus, yeah. Kirk Kirk Cousins, I think, has almost thirty mil guaranteed every Ooh. year. <laughs> so Brady's making a I lot love less money. That. But what is he doing? He's like, All right, I am losing ten million a year on my contract. But now for an extra ten million, how much better of a line does that get me to where I don't get my ass beat every week? Yeah, he still he still has it in him to go home and bang Giselle after a game because he's exactly. not getting beat up. And fucking that guy is doing backflips off of rocks and getting yelled at because he's throwing throwing his daughter off of a cliff when they're cliff jumping. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, no. that was hilarious. He was holding her hand. They jumped off like a twenty foot cliff somewhere in like a rainforest. And but he like kind of dragged his daughter down. Like she got scared when they went to jump, so like he's falling. And then because he's still holding her hand, it kind of like drags her off the ledge. Well, you know what? He <laughs> you see him? He like kind of pulled her. And he's like, oh shit! And he reached back and grabbed her. And it's so he didn't drag her face down the side of a rock. That's oh, yeah. the look of like a, hey, you're going to get more hurt by not jumping than jumping. Like, you've already kind of committed. You need to go now. And I, to me, I was like, oh, that's a protective dad. Go him. I don't know why everyone's getting so pissed off. All these other pussies have just never jumped off of a rock. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's funny. I, I laugh whenever whenever somebody freaks out about him doing something in his free time. Yeah. All right. So I got a few different things that I, I kind of wanted to hit this week, man. So I'm going to let you guys you guys choose. So basically, the format of our show, Jason, we just kind of throw out a few different topics. We roll on them until they're done, and then we jump onto the next one. But a few different ways I can go. I've got one that's kind of like a little bit of long winded setup, but I found it really interesting. And it, it, I was like, damn, I didn't realize this. And I've been I've heard this this saying my entire life, and I've never paid attention to it. But now I was like, oh damn, it's actually super good advice. Um, and so I'll get, that was the, um, the years of marriage have like an, uh, a, a fabric or some crap attached to a material attached to it. You know what I'm talking about? Like 50 years, the diamond or whatever. Okay. There's a whole like list of those that goes all 50 years and tells you what they are. So that was an interesting one. Um, I don't know. Have you guys watched the Chappelle? Everyone's talking about the Chappelle thing. Do you guys watch the special yet? Yeah, it was great. I have not. No, I actually stay away or not stay away, but like, I don't find, the comedy specials to be all that entertaining. Okay. So well, you're not a fan of stand-up? I'm a fan of stand-up, but I feel like in certain instances, the particular comedian, whomever, like really like kind of hypes it up and tries to overdo it, and it almost just makes it not funny for me. I have like, I, I find general things funny, but like at the same time, I have a weird sense of humor where like, how do you guys feel about Will, uh, Will Ferrell? Love Can't him. stand him. Love him. 
I'm on the can't stand side. I think his jokes are stupid, but like 90% of the people that I know find him hilarious. I'm just like, eh, I can do without it. Step Brothers got really old for me really quick, and everyone's yeah. like, oh my god, it's such a good movie. I'm just like, eh, can do without no. it. He's like yeah, the male male Julia Roberts. I can't stand him. Look, you had Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory was that movie was amazing. You had Tropic Thunder with Love Me Sexy. That was an amazing song that came out of that movie, let alone the movie itself. And then let's see here. You have Talladega Nights. Oh, dude, priceless. Uh, what, wedding you know what's it. worse than watching NASCAR is watching a movie about NASCAR. Oh, my God, just yes. just fucking talking shit about NASCAR the entire time. That's why it's great. It's <sighs> it's uh, tal- Okay, Talladega Nights, fine. I, I can I can get down with. I, it gets old kind of quick when you're watching it. Um, Anchorman 1 was good. Anchorman 2, eh. Um, I'm trying to think of like some other Will Ferrell movies. Wedding Crashers. Elf. He wasn't in Wedding Crashers. He was. He was definitely in Wedding Crashers. He was the one that was crashing the funerals at the end. Oh, my God. That's right. Well, that's not his movie. That, that's, oh, okay. But that's he's still Vince in it. Like, I guess for me, there are a lot of comedic things. Like, I'm not necessarily love, loving his movies, but when he did um, Alex Trebek on Jeopardy for Saturday Night Live, I love those skits. I'm trying to put that in my. I'm trying to like recall that in my head. Was that pre or post cancer? It. They always had somebody else, Sean Connery, talking shit about him. <laughs> oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. So, I just I, I I could do without him. You know. I think there's a lot better comedic people out there. Like when you're talking about stand up, like the biggest ones right now, Bill Burr, Burt Kreischer, Joe Rogan's still consistently up there. Um, Ali Wong is hilarious. Uh, you know, so you, you've got, you've got, and, and Chappelle just came out with his, and then, so I guess here's what I noticed though, because I think with stand-up comedy, they're always constantly starting, they're, they're really kind of telling you where society is going, and for so long, it was all the, all the, beesh, the bullshit out there that you have out there now, and then these two specials got me, so Chappelle came out, and it was a very like, hey, here, and he does a very good job of, here's what's wrong in our society, now I'm gonna make a joke about it, but it was kind of railing against all the social justice warriors out there. And so then I was watching the new Aziz Asar Anzari or whatever the hell his name is, his special. And I don't really like him, but he came out cause he got caught up in the whole me too thing. And he had this like 10 minute weird story apology. That was just the most depressing shit in the world. And he was like, all right, let's do comedy. And then all he did was talk shit about social justice warriors. And I was like, Oh, two big specials just dropped this week. That pendulum's starting to swing back the other way. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cricket <laughs> was perfect timing. Damn I it, told Jason, you. you're right now. He's man. listening. You're right. That's He's all I'm thinking about. And waiting for that. Um, <laughs> I think probably my all-time favorite special was Kevin Hart's "Let Me Explain." Okay, that I've one, never actually seen that one. That was like really the first one I watched like intently and to the mm-hmm. end. And really the only one I've watched intently into the end. And I thought that one was absolutely hilarious. That came out, what, geez, that was my, like, sophomore year of college. So that was, was that 2013, 2014, somewhere in that range? That was the only one I've listened to. Or not listened to, watched. But I haven't watched any other ones on, like, Netflix or anything like that. And see, that's crazy to me. Like, I don't even, I don't even like Kevin Hart. Like, I cannot stand that guy. Now, I don't, I don't find his stand-up funny, but I, I... I respect him as how much he works. Like that dude works. But like mm-hmm. him, 
Joe Coy. Joe Coy to me is just pointless. He just goes up there and talks like an old Asian lady. So, all right, I'm good. And then you have a, a Gabriel Iglesias, the fluffy oh, dude, because all he does is talk about Don't shit on Mr. Fluffy. I hate that dude. How can you not shit on that guy? Oh, fluffy. He's got some funny jokes. Like, some of his skits are funny. His is it about being is, fat? I was just going to say, his whole act is being fat. Yeah, God, that's which all he's one? got. There's I one mean, where uh, he talks about going to Saudi Arabia. I, look it up. This one's this one's funny. Maybe I probably don't have as much weight when talking about comedy as some other topics. But <laughs> he has much weight. <laughs> You're right. You don't. I'm being punny. Um, but no, look look up the one where about he went to do a show in Saudi Arabia and met a prince. It, that one was really funny. Huh. Other than that, yeah, like some of the stuff is like eh, I can take it or leave it. I'll check it. I'll check it out. But I guess he might have a few funny bits. But I have to wade through so much just garbage, and I'm just like I don't care. It's it's I don't know, man. Him and um, even Jim Gaffigan. I I used to really enjoy Jim Gaffigan, but then it's just like I don't know. He he got somewhat political, and then he quit talking about food, and it was just a lot less funny. And. I love Louis C.K. I actually really miss Louis C.K. He was one of the other giant comedians, but for you know, after he got me too for jerking off into a plant, it just everything was over for him. What kind of plant? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Is there is there a particular plant that makes it better? See, here's the gardener in me. I'm going through that, going. I wonder what kind of nutrients are in that for the plant. Mm-hmm. Is that beneficial? Here's the deviant in me. All I'm thinking is, I want to see a real bukkake facial on a Venus flytrap. That's fucked up. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> Did that just end that topic? <laughs> yeah. Next topic. What else you got? Oh, God. Dude, so the other day, man. All right. All right. My mother-in-law was here after we had the baby, and she was staying, and my wife came upstairs, and I was just kind of in a fun, joking mood, and I looked at my wife, and I started playing a game I played in middle school and high school all the time to see if I could get her to join along. And I don't know about you guys. Did you guys ever play the penis game? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, I would start out by saying, penis. And somebody else would go, penis. And then someone else would go, penis. Penis. And get louder and louder. So, at some point in the middle of class, someone's just sitting there, and there'd always be that one kid you'd look over and do it to him, because you know he'd jump ten steps above everybody else. And just, <laughs> penis! During the middle of a test. Someone would just scream, penis. <laughs> so, I looked at my wife, and I just looked at her, I was like, and she looked at me like, fuck, are we really going to do this? Like, are we really going to play the penis game when I, we're both upstairs and her mom's downstairs watching TV? Is she just going to hear one of us scream penis? So the better question is, <laughs> did this game complete itself in its entirety? So my wife gave up very quickly. And I even double dared her because after I did the penis and she didn't go, I go ahead and went Penis. Really <laughs> so here's the weirder part now. Is it more weird if her mom's just sitting downstairs and she's like, why did he just say penis? <laughs> yeah. What's going on there? They're making me another grandkid. Nah, yeah, so no, that, that, that's honestly penis? that's honestly when you own it and just be like, yeah, I told her to look at my penis and you just, you just roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But like, I guess I miss those days. Like, all right, in class I could play penis game. If I played penis game at work now, I'd be in fucking fired. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, my boss just looked over at me and just said penis. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, 
when they read that transcript in court, no matter he was playing HRB the penis all game. Over uh, yeah, Josh, can you explain to us what the penis game is? Oh shit, how do I? You just start. You turn to the jury and just go penis. <laughs> <laughs> No. But you you gotta add you gotta add a little wink at the end of it. <laughs> man, I don't know if that makes it any better, or any worse. I'm not I'm not even kidding, man. Somebody came in the other day. She she got her hair done. I was like, hey, your hair looks nice. Like it just came out. I was like, oh fuck. Oh no. Yeah, you can't even do that nowadays. <sighs> oh my she god. She spent like, three hundred dollars gotta... on her hair, and I noticed it. I'm in ah. trouble. Three hundred dollars. Yeah, right. The day that ever happens. That's about right, man. Um, yeah. My wife and I own a salon and. It's um, it's pretty impressive. Even when I see some of the tickets, I'm like, well, they paid you what? To do what? <laughs> you know, it's it's impressive, man. What women will pay to take care of their hair. It's well, uh, uh, God. I get, I get my I hair cut imagine. every three weeks. I don't know about you guys. How often do you get your hair cut? Probably like six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks? Six to eight weeks? Holy damn. I, I go real short when I go. I go a half inch on the – or I go a half a one – like a point five on the side and then a one on top. So, so how high, how, high how shaggy does this get? Um, it's like a decent like I'm probably gonna go this weekend to get it because it's been some time. It gets probably like I don't really know how to like numerically measure it. Maybe like a, a four or five, and then I cut it. All right, my, so, uh, that's that's long hair. Man. My that's my hair long. my hair grows really fast, but the issue is it grows into kind of like a poof ball. So you kind of have like a little like a like a jufro almost. No, not a jufro. It's like I'm trying to think of it like. The way my hair is, it almost looks like I could be wearing a helmet. If that makes okay. sense. Okay. Okay. So, does okay. it kind of look like a what? What kind of dog do those Asian people die to look like panda bears? Do you look like one of those dogs where it's just kind of that poofy, dog that to perfect look like a circle? Panda bear? Wait, you've never seen this? <laughs> I th- I, are you talking about like a Pomeranian? Yeah. 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 The, the kind of poofy dogs, and there's the there's Chinese people who take them to salons to dye them to look like panda bears. Oh God, That's dude! Dyeing cool. your dog's hair is a big thing now. What? They offer it all. Oh yeah, it's huge. Oh, oh dude, yeah. hold uh, on. I, I can't believe you've never seen this, bro. <clears throat> I, I, I I can envision what you're talking about, but no, not that poofy. Like that's that's like mega poof. Mine's just like the like the the top part where you know it was supposed to be longer, gets like more flat while the sides are still like in that growing phase, so they poof mm-hmm. out more. Because they haven't got long enough where I can just like comb them down yet. I don't know. It it's a weird thing. My hair's kind of at that point right now, so haircuts coming. Okay, I just sent you that link because I want before we move forward, you have to see the dogs died like panda bears and the Asian people going <laughs> ballistic for them. Because this was a huge trend a couple of years ago. These pictures were all over the internet, and I'm trying to figure out how in in God's name you avoided these things. Because oh, it's a chow chow. Yeah, okay. It's a chow. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Because I'll tell you right now, man, your ability to miss this one, like I'm actually a little bit jealous. I got to figure out how you did that because there's a bunch of news about politics that I would love to be able to skirt like you did this story. You know, it's funny. We bring up Asians and dogs. I, we were sitting down eating dinner the other night and... Um, oh, boy. We have... I, well, yeah, this is going to go horribly wrong, Jason. So if <laughs> I offend you, I apologize. Oh, I don't get offended that much. And like, I just, I just... From trying to shield Kyle from sounding really really bad when we do our debate topics i always get a little cautious when we're treading into territory that i know could potentially be bad well i don't know if this is necessarily bad so there's a stereotype that you know asian people eat dogs and yep, uh, there it is yeah well i'm just it's, i'm saying i'm acknowledging that this is a stereotype 
And uh, as a joke, I my golden retriever was she's a big fat golden retriever, and I goofingly said to her, "Why don't I could get get for you on the black market?" So my wife looks at me, she goes, well, "That's like, that's like uh, golden wagyu." So that's our new that's our dog's new nickname now is golden wagyu. Golden wagyu. Golden wagyu. Uh, okay, just just real quick though, you say it's a stereotype. There is the what is the the lychee dog eating festival every year. Whoa, what? Do okay. So every year in China, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up real <laughs> hold quick. Are you ready? Hold the on. fuck on. Okay, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up you right can't now. Can't just like again. gloss over that. Uh, the lychee dog meat eating festival is an annual celebration held in Yulin, Zhangzhang, China, by Chinese by the Chinese during the summer solstice, in which uh, festival dog. Wait, this okay. This might not be written by somebody speaking English. In which festival goers eat dog meat and lychees. The festival began in two thousand and nine, spans about ten days, and is estimated. Oh, the fuck to... on! It started in two thousand nine. Yes, and that's even worse. That ten thousand to fifteen thousand dogs are consumed a year. Wow, and that's crazy, man. People in China are getting cray cray. Like that's. If this was something that had been going on since, like, you know, like, 60s or 70s or something like that, fine. But y'all started this in 2009 when we all know dogs are supposed to be cute little pets that you cuddle up with? That's a little much. Like, this is sad, man. There's, like, this chain basket that looks like a giant chain fishnet just stuffed full of dogs. (laughs) Wait, are you looking up this thing? I I gotta look this up. How do you spell this thing? Uh, let's see, lychee, L-Y-C-H-E-E, in Dog Meat Fis- Festival. Oh, it's the first oh, thing that, it's first thing that pops retriever. up when you go lychee it. dog meat. Dude, I have a picture of a guy. <laughs> he's got like, small dogs. He's got them stacked on a scooter, and they're smoked. I swear it looks like they're just looking at like, the images so you have. Like, a, yeah. you, you literally have a corn dog chihuahua. <laughs> That's horrible. I see there's a golden retriever here, and that so makes wrong. me sad. That's so wrong. Bro, this is oh my fucked God. up. Dude, isn't this wrong? I, I just picture Sarah McLaughlin listening to song like that, The Eyes of an Angel. We're, oh, we're going to change this topic. So, Jason, this is something we started a few weeks ago. Oh, my God. And I missed the last two episodes, so there hasn't been one. But every episode, I try and share a hoarder story from my HVAC tech days. Oh, boy. Yeah, so last week, I last episode that I was on, I told the story about a house that was infested with rats and the furnace was filled with burnt rats. I'm going to step it up this week. So <clears throat> when I first started my training, I worked with this, this guy that uh, I was apprenticing under. And Doug had been with the company quite a while, and he had repeat customers that he had seen and been in their homes four or five times. And so our call comes across on the computer, and I read the name off to him. He's like, oh, I know this lady. He's like, we just put a new AC in her house when they bought it. And he's like, this will be a quick in and out. You know, it should be really easy. And uh, Doug was one of those guys where he remembered the customers by whether they were good looking or not, or if it was a guy or a woman. He's like, ah, she's kind of a chunky monkey, but she's real nice. So, you know, no big deal. So we get to this house, and we pull up, and that is a pretty decent looking house you know nothing that would throw me off and say this is going to be a disgusting shithole so we get our tools and we walk up to the door and we knock and not two seconds after this door opens this this smell of like hot sweltering 
shit, like hot diarrhea just hits us. And we looked at each other. And this lady's like, nothing's wrong. Like, it's totally normal to her. Right? So we go into the house. And, like, we took a big, deep breath. And we're holding our breath. And we're walking through this house. And there's flies and maggots on, like, food wrappers. And just just garbage laying all over. And she's got this... She's probably pushing about five, 600 pounds, this lady. She's oh got a three, She's got a three-seat couch. And there's like a hole in the trash where you can tell she sits. So now we're gasping for air. This it's it's so putrid in there. Like I'm trying not to throw up, and I'm not actually taking full breaths. I'm just letting out just a little bit of air so I can get a little bit back in, and try to get this clean and check done on this furnace. <clears throat> so it's a smaller home, and we walk through the living room. Now, mind you, we're both turning blue at this point. And Doug knows right where the furnace is, so he beelines it to the furnace, and he's already filling out the paperwork. And he looks at me, he goes, do whatever the fuck you got to do to get through this thing fast. He goes, I'm going to throw up. So we're both sitting in this lady's kitchen, and the furnace is in a closet. So we're, I'm working on the furnace. Doug's gasping for air. He cracks a window that he's kind of like breathing out of. And uh, so we're, we're both kind of taking turns, like taking breaths out of this window. And we're looking around in the kitchen, man, and it's just fungus gnats and oh, and just dude. shit buzzing around and just the sink is filled with just fucking dishes and disgusting foamy water of some sort and then we hear a lady from the hallway yell back hey hey come down here i need help so the other lady gets off the couch and she shuffles down the hallway and she helps this other giant fat lady out of a room and we're kind of watching this out of the corner of our eyes. We're trying to get this cleaning check done on the furnace. And normally they take about an hour. And we're about 15 minutes in. And I'm almost done at this point. So I'm just running through it. And uh, so the two ladies like shuffle down the hallway to the left. And they go in another room. So Doug kind of pokes his head to see where she was. Here she was in the bathroom, right? And this is where the smell was coming from. These gals were too fat to get on the fucking toilets. So they had laid puppy pads all over their bathroom. And they were just shitting. Oh, my God. They were just shitting all over. I mean, it's on the fucking walls. It's on the floor. It's splattered all over the toilet. And you could tell where they, they, there's stacks of puppy pads, probably eight inches high, where they're just throwing more puppy pads on the previously shat on puppy pads. What? Hold on. Okay, hold on. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta rewind yeah. this a little bit. Go ahead. So you said Doug knew the woman. Yeah. So they had been there. Now this, keep in mind, six months ago, this lady bought the house brand new in springtime. We were going back six months later for the clean and check on. So when they bought a new system from us, we give them. They get a clean and check on their AC unit. They get a clean and check on their furnace once a year. That's part of the partner program from buying a furnace from us. So that way, you're always getting your stuff maintained. Okay. So they had installed this system in the brand new house that she bought six months previous. So in six months' time, they trashed this fucking house. That's wild. Like, no, can't do it. And I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. If you have more stories like this, that is its own podcast right there. Like I, I would put money on it. 
that if you started doing a podcast like that, like horror stories from whatever the hell you want to call it, that shit would get following real quick because that's the type of weird shit people like to listen to. Uh, that's, so that's consider true. that. Well, but then again, we have a lot of shit stories. So. Yeah, but this this was and it was so foul. And the, here's the crazy part: so the lady comes back out, like nothing happened. This this is so normal to her that yeah, we just shit wherever we shit because we can't get on a toilet. Like this is so normal. She signs. <laughs> she Doug hands her the paperwork to sign because you know you got to sign the invoice at the end. She goes to give him back the pen. He's like, "You go ahead and keep that." He goes, that's for me. He goes, you you keep that. And you remember me by it. Dude. And I we wonder... both ran the fuck out of there. And I, I shit you guys not. Like, I was gasping for air. And I, it was so foul. So foul. And sad at the same time. If, if he said, where's your bathroom at? Do you think she would have earnestly said, like, down the hall, third door on the right? Yeah, I think so. I really oh, do. Because it was, it was just like, she's like flirting with Doug. Like, like they're best buddies, and this is so normal. It, this this house was so disgusting. But I mean, you can get the idea of filth that the rest of the house looked like just by what I was saying. Like, if the bathroom that's normal to them, can you just think about what the rest of the house looked like. Because my words are not describing. I don't. I don't. I don't want to think about what the rest of the house looks like. <laughs> if I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, it sounds terrible. It's, I got stories like this for days, man. I at, least, I at least went into one of these, a house like that, once, if not twice a week, was normal. One, I'll give you one more, since Jason's here and he like he seems to like this. I, I don't know, <laughs> like is not the word I'd use. Maybe this fascination is another well, one. This one's not quite as gross. Well, maybe. So, all right. So it's colder than shit out, right? It's January, and here in Wisconsin, we're talking 15 below. And we get a call for no heat. This lady calls and says, hey, my furnace isn't working. I've got no heat. So we rush over to this lady's house. And it's in a pretty well-off to-do area in our city here. Now, our city's not very big, but whatever. So, you know, when you when you pull up in a nice neighborhood, you're, okay, cool. At least I know that this isn't going to be bad. Lady opens the door. There is literally shit stacked to the ceilings. And there's hall, like a hallway throughout the house like a path so you're on a trail everywhere you go in this house so she had boiler heat for everyone that doesn't know what boiler heat is that's hydronic water heat so you have these baseboard registers that radiate hot hot air they heat the air and they heat the mass of the home with these radiators so they're baseboards all around the base of the walls in this lady's house but they're buried by shit so we, we couldn't even tell like what kind of furnace she had because you couldn't see the registers or the baseboard heat. So we asked her, you know, where's the basement? She's like, oh, it's down that way. And she points down this, you know, eight foot tall path of shit. So we're making our way through and we're stepping on stuff and knocking shit over and we're fighting our way into the basement and we get down in the basement and here's this big, beautiful, brand new boiler that's running. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is it so cold? The basement's freezing. And I kind of flash my flashlight around. I hear that there's this big glass window that is in the found. You know how basements have the foundation windows? They're probably 12 inches high by 2 feet wide. Yeah. Broken out. It's totally rotted and it's gone. And there's dead squirrels all over the place in this basement. 
So at some point, like these squirrels chewed through the wood that was rotting or the window just broke out and squirrels started falling in her basement or coming into her basement and dying in there because they couldn't get out. So there's dead squirrels all over this house. The lady's furnace is running. And the reason she wasn't feeling heat is because the house was packed so full of shit that it, it the, the radiators weren't working to heat the rest of the house because they were covered with garbage. That's what I was going to say. Is this is definitely a situation yep. of like, hey, you just have too much shit in your house, woman. Well, so this is, this is, this is you know, you, like you just said, now I've got to go have this conversation with this lady, right? So I go upstairs and the first thing I say to her is, hey, your, uh, your furnace is running just fine. I said, do you aware that your window downstairs is broken out and you have dead squirrels all over? She goes, no, I, I haven't been down there in about 10 years. Ta! Like you live in this house and you haven't been in a room for 10 years? That's wild. Like, so how long has this window been broken open and she's heating the fucking outdoors? So then I tell her, okay. I said, well, she, well, then she asked me, you know, well, what's wrong? Well, if the furnace is running, why am I not getting any heat? I said, ma'am, all this stuff in your house is blocking the registers and that's why you're not getting any heat. So you, you have to clean this up. How dare you tell me to keep how to keep my house? I mean, ma'am, I'm not telling you. asked me a question. I'm trying to explain to you why this isn't working. And I'm telling you that this is the problem. She she looks at me and, my, and Doug. She goes, get the fuck out of my house. I'm like, that's fine, ma'am. But you owe us a service call charge and a troubleshooting fee. She refused to pay it, cussed us out left and right, and pretty much threw us out of the house. So I, I know my boss had a fight on that one to get paid. But yeah, not, then she got upset with me that... The reason that her heat wasn't working is because she's a fucking. She got too much stuff. Oh my god. Yeah. That yeah. that's that just sounds like a typical like oh my god you're telling me that I'm doing something wrong that I'm knowing doing wrong but I don't want to admit that I'm doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's, no, that's no, what exactly. that sounds like. You're not saying that sounds like a typical woman, are you, Jason? No, that sounds like a typical person <laughs> who gets caught doing something wrong. Not a, not oh, woman specifically. Shit. Hey man, but it's you funny know, the, the that that story goes away the higher your voice gets. <laughs> no, no. Oh just... <laughs> no no. I'm just teasing you. But that's a funny that's a funny story though. So when me and my girlfriend moved into our apartment in Boston, um, you know the landlord. So we have radiators in both the bedroom and living room. Like the apartment itself is not that big, maybe like 600 square feet, maybe a little more. And uh, so two radiators to heat the bedroom and living room. And she's like, oh, yeah, like it can get, you know, it can get cold in the winter just as it normally would. And then, you know, in the summer it gets hot, whatever. So I'm like, okay, fine. So winter number one happens and it was, it was cold. It wasn't super bad, but it was fine. It got like, you know, I have a little thermometer in the bedroom that's kind of like thermometer alarm clock combination. It reads the temperature in the room. I think like winter one, like it was average like 65 maybe like 68 in the apartment. I'm like, okay, like it's chilly. Maybe it's just the windows. And so we cut next season goes by summer comes by, whatever we get back to winter again, it's fucking freezing. This was a cold, cold winter in new England. And, uh, that little thermometer by my bedside said it was like 56 degrees in our apartment. And I'm like, okay, I have the heat on all the way. Like we borrowed a little mini little space heater, still not doing much. I'm like, something's got to give. So here I am just thinking that it's like, you know, the windows are just that bad and like they're that old and they're just seeping in all this like cold air, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Next winter comes up, same thing happens again. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, wh- why is this happening? So I'm standing there looking up at my windows 
And I notice, I'm like, okay, the current's moving. So that means there's a breeze. So I'm just kind of like feeling around the edge. I'm like, okay, like it's cold here, but it's, there's no breeze. And then I look up, I'm like, motherfucker, you gotta be kidding me. We have windows where if you open up the bottom, the top slides down a little bit. And mm. since we have window units in the summer, for fucking almost three winters, the top of uh, the bedroom window, or one of the bedroom windows, we have three three windows in the bedroom, the top of, of one of the windows was uh, like down, like an inch and a half, just letting in cold air. Oh, that's... So, so this whole time we, we've lived here, we're just like, oh, like the windows just fucking suck. Like thought about like complaining to the landlord a few times like that. It's 55 degrees in our apartment. What the fuck? Like, blah, 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 blah. Nope. It's just that we had a window open for uh, three years straight, just about. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was so mad. I was like, you got to be shitting me. How many days did you wake up and you're like, God, my balls are being sucked in me. It's so cold in here. I don't want to get out of this bed. And it's Dude, just, it oh, literally and you, like. You think about all those nights and you're just pissed at yourself. So I love sleeping cold. Like sleeping cold, that was that was totally fine for me. My problem was when I'm like just sitting here wanting to like play video games or hang out or something. Like I'm in a sweater, sweatpants, and a blanket. And then my girlfriend, she she's she's smaller, also always is really cold really easily. So it was like amplified for her. Like we we would sleep with like sheet, comforter, two top level blankets, and then just like your natural body warmth. Jeez. It was bad. It was real bad, and I, I, I'm so mad that that's what I discovered was the issue. <laughs> you didn't tell her, did you? Who? Your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. No, I told her. I was like, hey. Uh, like, hey mistake. Babe. No, no. Cause we You're never going to live it, it down. That's not my fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's not my fault. There's two people that live in here. You're young. There's two You're people young. You still have a lot to learn. But, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't tell the landlord that. I just kind of, I just kind of let that dissipate. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to tell him he was, because I'm assuming heat's part of your rent. It's paid. So yeah, so yeah, we got a sweet deal. Heat and water are included, and then since we live in the city, oh, it's actually that? a really yeah. hard uh, to find parking. And I have a car, so we have heat, water included, private parking spot in the city, and um, then like a pool hot tub in the back. Like it's obviously for the complex, not just for us, but like it's it's a sweet deal. And our landlord, it's a it's a woman. She's an absolute sweetheart. Um, hasn't raised a rent on us, always really attentive whenever we need stuff. So when I was telling her how cold it is, and I'm like, what's going on? Technically, in our building, we're not allowed to have space heaters. Um, mm. It's an older building. Mm-hmm. She was like, all right, don't let anyone see you bring it in. Just, you know, make sure you're careful with it, blah, 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 blah. So, like, she, she's been a sweetheart, but I, I just did I was like, I can't, I can't tell you why this is happening after, like, complaining about this to you for three winters straight. <laughs> I'm amazed she didn't think about it and be like, hey, I have a, a, a complex that has a bunch of these units. I would think this would have come up before. Like, I'll go up and take a look at it. Nah, so she, the, the best part too is, so she lived in our unit for 12 years. Like, she bought it outright. So everyone who's in my building owns their units respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so she lived in here for 12 years, wanted to go start like a whole new career path, which is I thought was really cool. Like at her age, she, she had like two master's degree from BU in Northeastern in Boston, was going to get another like higher education degree for nursing. And she's like, yeah, like I might come back to the city in a year. I don't really know what my plan is yet, but like you guys will be the first people I ever rent to. So we, me and my girlfriend were the first people to ever rent this unit. And um, 
it just kind of cascaded. Like she's like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever coming back to the city. So you guys can stay as long as you want. Like you're good tenants and stuff like that. So it's worked out pretty nicely for us. Yeah. That's real cool. And I know that city is expensive. I have a friend that lives there. It's, I want to say Megan pays for, they have a two bedroom apartment and they don't have parking and shit that I know they're paying like 2,600 a month. So twenty six hundred a month for a two bedroom, which means they're either living in Somerville or Bray and Alston. It's I know it's a nice neighborhood. I know her husband; he's pretty well off. But even at that, I mean, she's like that's that's a lot. Yeah, you know, that's 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 not cheap at all. It's a it definitely can be expensive. So that's why we're also like super lucky that she hasn't raised the rent on us and yeah, you know, the whole time we've lived here, which is really nice. Yeah, most most landlords don't care. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, Uh, we are at about an hour, so I actually have to kind of wrap this up. I hate to cut it short, um, but hey, Jason, man, uh, could you give us a shout out and give us a rundown of where we can find you one more time? Yeah, so uh, check out Not Your Average Debate Show. We are on Spotify, Apple, and SoundCloud. The goal is just to take many, many topical areas, so whether it be politics, entertainment, sports, science, culture, history, whatever it might be, and bring you two to three topics per episode that are informative can be funny and light, but also can be serious and, you know, really nitty gritty. Um, we record once a week, launching every Fridays when new episodes will be posted. Check us out on Twitter as well, at your underscore debate. We really want to kind of drive the growth of a community of people who give us different topics that they want to hear debated and actually join in debates as well. Um, so give us a shout out on Twitter and give us a follow or listen. And hopefully, I, you know, we hear some good feedback from this. Yeah, I like the Friday drop date, too, because then it's the perfect uh, show to listen to on your weekend. Or, alternatively, you know, when you're commuting and all that good stuff. True. Which, I guess Friday's not the best for in that regard, then, because you have the weekend and you're not really commuting, but either way. That's when I listen to all my podcasts. I listen to my podcast during the weekend when I'm out in the yard. Oh, that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, that's how I found you, because I was like, shit, I have nothing to listen to by the end of the week, and I was like, ah, these guys kind of seem to pop up, so I was like, screw it, all right, they're kind of my weekend podcast. Nice. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, and well, uh, hey, it's, it's been great being on the show. Like, this this was a good time, and, you know, if you ever need another guest, uh, guest let me know. Absolutely, good. We'd love to have you on. I appreciate you working through those technical difficulties in the beginning. I swear it's not usually like that. It's usually a heck of a lot smoother. Oh, but I no worries at all. I, I have to do my part of it. All right, everybody, thank you again for joining us on this week's episode of Thoughts on Demand. Now it's time for you to do your part. If you could, please find us on Facebook. Uh, Sorry, try that again. Find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at COG Podcast. Uh, and then you can also write to the show at thoughtsondemand at gmail.com. All right, everybody. Thank you again. We will see you next week.